Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Watching the scene from the last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Thursday afternoon double-dip edition of Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here to talk a little bit about some final thoughts on the Eagles' win over the Minnesota Vikings. We'll turn the page to Carson Wentz Bowl. The game that comes on Sunday at 1 o'clock at FedEx Field. We've got Swooper Soar casting to get to. How can Denny's possibly ruin Zach's weekend today? We'll find out. And, of course, submit your suggestions for uh, Swooper prompts in the live chat for those of you who are here. We'll have our Crystal Ball Deagle predictions. But we got to start. Marissa, how are you? I'm doing great. I think I'm ready for Swooper. Denny's is not going to mess with me. This week, I think I'm saying that now a minute and 40 seconds in that might change towards the end, but I'm ready. I'm, I'm excited for super excited for uh, the Eagles versus Carson Wentz. I, it's, it's a good weekend. ahead. What about you guys? Zach, we've got a lot of news to get to and, and we can do that in a few minutes. I, I do want to start your take on uh, the the news out of Boston, the Imiudoka situation. What do you feel about how that's going? How, how that's going down? Do you have any big takes? I I don't have takes on it. I don't have enough information on it. And I think sometimes it's 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 better to be ignorant than it than it is to be idiotic, right? So I'd I'd Ooh, rather nice. uh, I one. I'd rather reserve comment until I know what I'm commenting on. I thought you were gonna ask me how am I? And the answer <laughs> is excited, not just for this podcast, but for this evening. Uh, because there's gonna be some time when I I I come I come rushing to wake Emily up. I'm going to say, Emily, Emily, number 68 reported as eligible. Okay. Uh, and because that, I would say, given what our work schedules are like on Sundays, we don't get to watch the Browns live. And tonight on Amazon Prime, uh, we will be able to get what to watch the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns live and see number 68 reporting as eligible. Well, that's that's uh, what happened last weekend, and I feel I felt a little bit responsible mm. in the in like the the <laughs> karmic uh, way that you do as a fan. Sometimes I I had taken a screenshot of of the play by play. It was three plays in a row before the Nick Chubb touchdown that it said M you know sixty eight M done reporting as eligible. He said he's the best reporter I know, and then <laughs> and then next thing you know the Jets start this crazy comeback. 
Yeah. And they never got the ball again. Yeah. I'm excited for tonight. I was telling you guys early, um, earlier, Michael's uh, agent got me a field pass for before mm-hmm. the game. So I'm super excited to be a Much fan to girl. Michael's chagrin. Yeah. Probably. Michael, Michael will probably be warming up like on the opposite end, like with the sealers, like somewhere like, you know, in the corner, like, oh, I don't know her with my big 68 on the back of my jacket. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will behave. Maybe I'll network myself a little bit. You know, never know. There Lots of go. people walking around the sideline. Um, But yeah, excited. Excited for that game, too. I think the inverse is true. I think people are going to be networking with you. They're, they're going to know you're a senior producer at the athletic and they're going to yeah. want to speak with you. Yeah. They're so. going to they're hopefully going to be like, you did really good in swooper today. So yeah. that's well, what that makes one of us. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so Zach, just to circle back pro or anti Emmy. <laughs> but so the reason Bo is, is bringing this up is because I had said today when I was scrolling through Twitter, that like there's there's some things you don't need to provide commentary on right i uh the 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 app has given us access to to just share thoughts on everything that comes up and and, and sometimes yeah, it seems you don't have very, enough information it seems very clear that the whole story has not been told yet here so there's no reason to weigh so, in yeah yeah so i will be reading shams and and i'll be reading woj and i'll be you know i'll be uh, i'll be reading our Celtics coverage and you know it, it, to really get a sense of uh What's going on? But, but but right now, I have nothing of value to contribute okay. to this story. Well, you know, we do we, we we do need to get mistress talking every now and then. So, no, we don't. We've got that. <laughs> yes. We've gotten that covered <laughs> for this episode. Certainly, that means you're good. Not. You're good for the rest of the episode. All right. Uh, well, uh, today the Eagles practiced outside in a little bit of a drizzle after a walkthrough yesterday, their first practice of the week following a Monday night game. And so, with that in mind. As the team prepares to face its former franchise quarterback, we send it over to not quite the Novacare Complex, but uh, a place a few miles away for the stone-cold newsman himself, Zach Berman. The Philadelphia Eagles were back on the practice field, as, as our host Bo Wolf mentioned, and that is important to note because yesterday they did not practice. They had a walkthrough on Wednesday. They deviated from their typical schedule, from their typical schedule. And it's also worth noting that uh, this is different than their approach following their Monday night game a year ago. So something that we'll talk to Nick Sirianni about tomorrow, whether they learned anything from that short week experience. Uh, Nonetheless, what's, what's worth pointing out is the Eagles practice today. Quez Watkins, who would have missed practice yesterday with an illness, was on the field. We don't know yet what his participation is or or was. Practice should be wrapped up any minute now, right? So we will get an update as far as the participation. Other than that, Hassan Reddick and Avante Maddox were were both both would have been limited yesterday. Maddox with a knee injury, Reddick with a back injury. Uh, but we'll find out their practice participation elsewhere. The the uh, since we spoke last, uh, Darius Slay won the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. It's the fifth time Darius Slay has won the Defensive Player of the Week. Five. Five, correct. There you go. Uh, It is the most among all defensive backs since 2016, and it's the second time Slay has won it as a member of the Eagles. Actually, the first time that Darius Slay won it was in 2016 when he was playing against the Eagles, and the quarterback that that day was Carson Wentz. I bring that up because Carson Wentz is a big topic in the Novacare Complex and in Philadelphia this week. I would say more from those asking the questions than those answering the questions. I think for for 
it's it's a different there's different leadership within the organization than when Carson was here. Certainly some people still have uh, relationships with him and some, you know, the person who drafted him's here, the person, the owner who gave him that nine digit uh, uh, contract extension is here. But uh, the Eagles have moved on. Jalen Hurts playing well. So we will get to that. But as as far as hard news otherwise, the Eagles still have 52 players. Um, the, the, this has been three weeks with them not adding a 53rd player. Uh, Britton Covey, uh, you can expect him to be elevated again or signed to the 53. They can still do that. And he, by the way, uh, the attendance, the parking attendance, did not let him into the team lot. He did not have the necessary pass before Sunday's game, and they didn't know that he got elevated to the 53-man roster. So uh, Britton Covey, just like us, parks with the tailgaters. Other than that, uh, look forward to the analysis for this game. Back to you in the studio, Bo. Thank you, Zach. Uh, the Covey thing is funny because they, they didn't even like let him park with the practice squad. They just didn't believe that he was a player. And he also, I feel like, I feel like he could have stood up, stood up for himself a little bit more. Well, no, he said. So uh, again, I wasn't in there. You were in there. I, I was at the time speaking to Jalen Hurts. So I I watched the video back, and uh, I, I guess practice squad parks uh at a in a different lot in the yeah, lot but not where he parked they didn't tell oh yeah him he park. said yeah, he yeah. yeah he said he parked yeah, like they didn't even send him to the practice squad spot yeah. exactly but he had look i i don't know britain covey at all um you have I know had very well deep conversations about uh the royalty whether you know about yep. queen elizabeth's passing um and i, I showed don't know him the picture of the uh, birds with friends fan who uh was wearing the princess die screen print to the game there you go uh, but I, I, I once read his, his, his grandfather's book or skimmed through his grandfather's book. And, um, I would also say that, uh, so I was, I, have a, I, I was impressed question. by, I was impressed by his perspective. Um, you know, it, it, there's a, there's a quote I, I, I always think about that you have to enjoy the scenery on, on the detour. Right. And so here he is walking to the stadium through the tailgaters and he's saying it, it reminds him of being in college and it reminds him of, you know, when he was a kid and throwing the football in the, in the tailgating, right? He's he's not big-timing anybody. Uh, I respect that. So, yeah, credit to uh, – I would say credit to Cubby for that experience. So when you say you read it and skimmed it, that book. No, I I, I think I skimmed that one more. That was okay. one – or that when, was it's like, a, when it's a book like that where it's like the seven secrets or whatever, do you just skim it just to see what the seven are and not really – no, no, I mean. no. Like, let's just see what they are. And then just like, what's no. the secret? Let's move on. No, because because the, the devil's always in the details, right? I mean, I mean but not if you're skimming work. it. If you're skimming it, you're not reading it. So how are you going to get the details? Well, I, I suppose you and I have different skimming habits. Um, your skimming habit seems to be just read the seven headlines or the seven well, chapter titles. You. Um, no, you, uh, what I mean is, is like you might be jumping back and forth between sections, between pages. Um, admittedly, I, you know, sometimes, uh, I, I don't read a book from beginning to end. I'll, 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 I'll jump through it or I'll read a few chapters here. Then, I mean, right here that on this desk, right here on my desk, I have three books that I am, I, I'm currently working my way through. So it depends. It on, would be funny if that's how you read like a, like fiction, you were just, you started. I don't, in like I don't read middle. fiction. I don't read fiction. You don't so. read any fiction. No, uh, I do not read fiction I, why I really not? not wow you that sounds so you, you you feel offended that i might suggest that you might no fiction. i i'm just more of a non-fiction who has got time for <laughs> the last 
the last fiction book I read was the art of fielding. Um, and, uh, yeah, the it's a long, that was a long one. Long's relative as well. It's a long right? book. <laughs> um, not if you skim it. <laughs> <laughs> not if I drop it, Marissa. Yeah, it's not if I drop it. Sorry. Oh man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start a fiction club for you, Zach. Um. So no, I I I, I prefer nonfiction. I I learn more from nonfiction than from fiction. Anyways, let's get back to the Eagles. There's yeah, a lot if it's more not about, you know, maybe you don't know what you're going to learn. Maybe you learn about a little bit more about yourself. Oh, I, I suppose so, but right. Just, yeah. Listen, I know we've got, I know we've got fiction writers who listen to the show. Shout out to, to Tom McAllister among them. And I, I imagine that they're going to take a significant umbrage at your uh, throwing his entire profession under the bus. <laughs> I'm not throwing his profession under the bus. I'm just saying I am, I am not a customer for fiction books. I, I would read it from time to time, but I prefer nonfiction. Let's talk about the Eagles Washington game. Did you want to talk about the I Vikings? bet that's not true. I bet that I bet you read some fiction books to the kids. Well that is true actually. Yeah, that is true. Good point. I've read I, I read the Meacha book last night and they were both fiction. It'd be odd if I was reading them nonfiction. Like if I was like so right that here, wouldn't surprise me though. Yeah. So here if I'm like, all right guys. After Steve, let's let's learn about Apple. Let's let's learn about Apple after Steve Jobs is passing. Yeah. Right? Uh, that that would be an odd uh, nighttime reading to the kids. Anyways, let's. Wait, get how is the how is the art? Haven't dug haven't dug into the uh, the good argument book. Yeah. Haven't dug into. It. I, I, I was enthralled with this book last weekend. So. And what is that book? Chris? That's the after after Steve. After Steve, yeah. How Apple became a trillion dollar company and lost its soul it is the mm. book by Tri by Trip Mickle. That's the. It's funny. That's going to be the exact same subtitle as the After Shield book about birds with friends. <laughs> We're becoming a trillion dollar podcast yes. and, uh, and losing our soul. Correct. Um, yeah. So this is already deviated to. I I wanted this to be. I, I wanted to stay on point. I was driving home today thinking about Swooper and was committed <laughs> to staying within myself during and already eighteen minutes into in, into the podcast. You have me talking about fiction and nonfiction. People want to know about the Eagles. Let's discuss the Eagles. All right, let's talk. Let's talk uh, first about the game on Monday night. Um, okay. Tell me after having rewatched the game, uh, reanalyzed it, thought about it some more, letting it settle uh, into a brain that had a little bit of sleep. Tell me if there is anything that uh, you thought was different than you thought the night of, or, or anything that you sort of learned along the way. Well, that and and the numbers confirmed some of the things that I that I thought in real time. Right, we discussed after the pod that the defense seemed to play much more aggressive on the ball. In I, I should say coverage in particular, and then and then you look at at the numbers and passes defended, which is, um, uh, I, I guess defined by the NFL as an incompletion where the defender gets his hands on the ball. Okay, um, the Eagles had eleven in this game. That was the most. In the Jonathan in the Jonathan Gannon era, by a significant margin. Uh, well, well, it was significantly above their average. They average a little over three a game, right? So you're looking at eight more passes defended than their average. Um, and by the way, the average is also skewed by the game the other night. Uh, that 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 says something to me. Um, so uh, so the, I, I asked Jonathan Gannon about this today, and he said it was kind of. You know the the way the Vikings were playing and the the emphasis from the position coaches, 
But to me, that that was a much more effective way to play coverage. And I thought the the we discussed it in the post game pod. The rush and the coverage really worked well together. And because they they didn't have prolific sack numbers in this game, right? But they did get to Cousins. Um, they blitzed more. The blitzes were effective. And when they rushed, it wasn't as if the cornerbacks were five yards off and and, and, and letting them make plays. So uh, credit to them there. We spoke on the post game pod. The, the, often, the, oh, I'm the, sorry. the passes defense thing. Um, just to to talk about talk this through. Um, does that you, you think that's like a it's hard to disentangle that from just like Kirk Cousins throwing into tight coverage, right? Maybe it, it means that the coverage was better as opposed to them like playing the ball well, the, better. Well, the, well, that's what I mean. Is that okay. they're they're there that that the coverage is tight, right? right. Like I I I put and we out... saw lots of times last year where where the the coverage was not yeah. tight. Yeah, we we saw times last week against the Lions when the coverage was yeah. not tight either, right? Uh, and I mean we've discussed it many times philosophically. This this defense is about preventing the big plays, keeping you in, you know, uh, keeping the plays in front of them. Um, and if you are aggressive on the ball, it leaves you more susceptible to big plays, right? So you have to have a commitment to being aggressive on the ball. Um, and sometimes in, in zone coverages, you don't see that as often, right? You're, you're playing a, a little farther off. So that, that really jumped out to me. I thought it was an effective way to play. Now, can you do it against every quarterback? Can you do it against every receiver? I, I, I don't know the answer to that, um, but uh, that seemed to me far more effective than to use the phrase we used last week, playing nine yards off on third and six, right? You know, like, or, or, or not nine yards off, letting them get nine yards in third and six. That, that, that doesn't do you any good. So um, that from the first drive of the game, that really jumped out. And, uh, and I, I think that was a noticeable difference for this defense. I think uh, that's also in ties in with like one of my big takeaways from from watching the defense uh closely kirk cousins had had a bad game like he did he was he 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 was a big part of why they were so successful i think but i mean credit credit to them for getting in his face and and um affecting him and you know getting in his little melvin mind i thought reddick played better I mean, he it wasn't a great game, but he he played better than week one. Yeah, let's had, talk about Reddick a little bit. He had some more effective rushes. Um, he did have a pass breakup. Uh, yeah, I I thought he was better than he was against the Lions. I mean, not a fifteen million. You know, he didn't look like the the the, the team changing yeah. or game changing player, but he was better. Yeah, I mean, I uh, he's certainly adding to the rush, uh, and he like his presence on the field makes them better. Uh, certainly than last year, I would agree that he's not, you know, he's not through two games. Let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but he's not playing to a $15 million a year level. Um, I thought Josh Sweat was really good. Uh, I think he is their best pass rusher. I know that that's no surprise to you, Um, but I'd like to see them. I I, I mean, I'm not complaining about last week's game plan because it worked out very well. And it's really, you know, it's not about, unlocking Hassan Reddick it's about doing what's best for the defense but I would like I would like to see them find a way to game a, a little bit more up for for Hassan Reddick that's fair I, I mean look the reason you make that investment into him is, is because you expect him to be as a centerpiece and you should treat him as such um also on the, on the defensive line before we get to the offense I thought uh Fletcher Cox played really well I he, he was I, very good 
I was, I, in speaking to him yesterday, um, I asked him if, if that was one of the better games that he played in the past year and a half. And he, he said, you know, there's so much that happens beyond the stat sheet that you can't really tell. So he, so he didn't want to say that, but I, I did go, you know, looking at, at the, at the game logs of his, of his pressure rates. And, and um, you have to go back to the Washington game last year. This, uh, I think it was the, the one Gary down Gilbert there. Game. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. You're right. The home game. The Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that was the best game he's played under Gannon um, statistically, but n- not including the, the, uh, the postseason game. He's, he's now had at least a half a sack, I think in like five straight games or four straight games. Right. So uh, he is getting, he is, you know, I'm not saying he's the Fletcher Cox of 2018, but he is he's 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 making plays out there. He's he's not like a uh um a negative, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he I, was not great in week one, I thought, but he was yeah, I thought he was very okay. good in this game. And then I think um the, the on the defensive tackles, um I've been a little bit underwhelmed with Milton Williams year two. I'd like to see more of a more you know, I thought that we were gonna see more of a leap. I don't know if he's you know, it's two games. We don't know what these guys are dealing with. Uh he could be injured or something like you know, it could be he could be hampered, but um he hasn't been as explosive to me, it seems. I thought Javon Hargrave has been just okay, although he had a really nice rush that led to the first Darius Slay uh interception he got in Cousins face. And then the Jordan Davis thing, I mean, I know we, we talked about it last week. Um he doesn't deserve to be on the field more than you know the fourth that's or fifth. A, that's a sound bite there. More than more than what he's getting right now. Like he was the fourth one the other night. He was, yeah. he was ahead of Marlon, and yeah. he is the fourth or fifth best defensive tackle. Uh, he's not a game changer right now. And I know that there is a case that like him being on the field changes things, but then you're talking about then then you're talking about the investment and the hashtag resources mm-hmm. conversation because you didn't trade up to take this guy in the first round just because he can occupy blockers as a nose tackle, right? Like sure. that's a body type that you could find in the second round or the third round or in, or in free agency. Like you trade it up to get him because he's going to be a, like a game wrecker to some degree. Right. And it's, it's two, it's two games. It's going to take a long time. I'm, nobody's, nobody's uh, saying anything definitive, but right now, two games into his career, he's, he is not that player just yet. Well, so the Vikings abandoned the run basically, which, which surprised me because the, the game was never like so far out of reach that you couldn't right, you couldn't run the ball. Right. I mean, they had, they had, was it, um, you know, two interceptions in the end zone, right. Another one in the red zone area. Um, and then, uh, so, so it was, it was never like, uh, you know, the, they, they had to throw every down, but they did abandon the run. And yeah, I, I think it's not breaking news here that Jordan Davis is farther along as a run as a run stopper or space occupier in the run game than he is as a penetrator in the passing game. Now, I do want to see him. Yeah, but I didn't think more. that he was like a, a monster in the run game either. I mean, they didn't do anything against the run, or, or, or I'm sorry, they didn't they didn't do anything in the running game. So, yeah. like, even if he's not blowing up plays, the Vikings the Vikings didn't run the ball well, so. Uh, I suppose that's a credit. Now, I mean, I'm not to move off you here, but like, or or to move off Davis here, but I thought the linebackers, like T.J. Edwards in particular, were yeah. really good. So, but um, but but the Vikings didn't run well, and Jordan Davis's snaps were 
were, you know, mainly in expected run situations. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Any thoughts on the offense? I feel like we yeah, talked so, a lot about the offense, but. So you um, pointed this out in your, um, in your day after about the amount of 11 personnel that the Eagles played. And yeah, it really jumped out to me watching it back. And then I looked at the numbers and it was the most 11 personnel that they've played in the Sirianni era. Um, it was 88 something percent. Right. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I asked Shane Steichen about that today and Shane said a lot of that had, had to do with being in tempo, right. You know, they, they want to come out in tempo and, and um, you know, Jason Kelsey even said uh, when you're in tempo, 11 personnel, he thinks is mm. usually the preferred package for tempo for teams. Right. Um, but we discussed this a lot this time last year that Sirianni kind of wanted to play 11 personnel and they had, you know, when Ertz was on the team, they were kind of forced into it. And then you wrote about this. You were ahead of everyone else on, on this late last year that they were more effective running the ball in 12 personnel. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Stoll was, was really effective in that role. And so I was curious what they would do this year. And I, I think given their weapons and given the fact that they, you'd rather have Quez Watkins on the field than Jack Stoll. Um, it, it or Zach Pascal on the field instead of Jack Stoll, it behooves them to play more 11. So I, I want to see if, if, if this is a trend because 88%, that would put them near the top of the league every single week. And if you do that, then um, the shape of the offense changes. So curious to see if it was a, a one-week thing or if we are seeing them as, as an 11 personnel team. And then the other thing I'll just say is Jalen was awesome, right? Like he was – he was everything. He wasn't perfect, but he was everything you could expect at this point, or 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 I should say, want at this point of his career. And uh, look, it's a credit to him, and it's a credit to that coaching staff. And it makes you rethink not just the ceiling of the team, but maybe Jalen's ceiling as well. I think that's right. Let's, and and now we get to watch how he rebounds. We'll see how he does against a uh, Commanders defense that has not been. Very good. If we if we can turn the page, should we do break now and then do commanders? Or Wait, real quick. The break for Swooper. What do you think? Go ahead. Uh, there's two breaks. Mercer's saying so yeah. we can. Yeah, do I know. Um, I'm, I'm aware. Okay. Um, real quick. So watch. we spoke we spoke on the post game pod about Jalen's tweet, and that's when you asked mm. me if I never if 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 I had known that expression from the yes. playground growing up. Um, well, so I asked Jalen about that tweet because it seemed uncharacteristic and. It's different. He doesn't usually tweet like that after a game. And he said he does not run his Twitter account. Hmm. So uh, that that uh, is the answer. Whoever did um, had a clever expression. But and did you, put it out. did you get any feedback from other people in your life about the Hertz donut? Uh, no, I, I did not. I, I did not. I don't think my brothers got that far into the pod. Maybe they did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they did. We'll see. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll find out. I'll, I will ask them. Uh, they've been busy with some other stuff. So I I, I will ask them this week. Okay. This well, week. Uh, let's take a little break. We'll come back, talk about this matchup, and then uh, another break before Swooper. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, back on Birds with Friends. Bo, Zach, and Marissa. Zach, uh, you talked about it, how some of the conversation in the locker room this week has been Carson Wentz-focused, maybe more so from the reporters and the uh, the players in the locker room, but uh, how do you feel like the the temperature is going up against the uh, the former quarterback, and and are there players who are viewing this as a uh, an opportunity to, you know, to, to get the guy? I don't know if I would frame it like that. Um, look, I'm I'm not going to uh, sit here and say that I think the the relationship between Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz in 2020 was as uh, Allen Iverson used to say, "peaches and cream" all the time, right? Mm. Um, like, and it was it was a weird it was a weird year. Um, it you know it was you 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 had the COVID restrictions, right? So that that affects the organic relationships you get in the meeting room or the cafeteria or whatever it might be. And then even in a normal year, it, it was a very, uh, I mean, there was a lot of um, baggage, if you will, on that draft pick and on, on what was going on. And, and, and so uh, I would imagine that he, I think Jalen's motivated every week, but yeah, I, I, I even if, 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 if Jalen didn't say it and, and, and he shot down, this topic, he said he's focused on the now. The team's focused on the now. Um, he he wasn't really in a memory lane type mood. Um, so the thing you learned about him was that he can do like weird stuff in the pocket, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird and yeah, and he yeah, weird stuff in the pocket and throws the ball hard or far yeah. or something. Uh, but uh, uh, and then Carson, I gotta think that 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 Carson, this one's personal or more personal. Yeah, to I would think so. Yeah, he's he he's human. Now it's it's different than the game in Philly, right? Like if this game was in Philly, I think it would take on a whole different uh, life of its own. Or if this game was last year, right? He so it's gonna I be think, weird though because there are gonna be a lot of Eagles fans there. Yes, like which, he's, which he's he referenced get, in his podcast. He's in gonna his, get booed in his own stadium. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and it's uh. Yeah. Look, I I that's I, I that's awkward. I don't think the Eagles are. I don't think there's going to be guys on the, on, the, on the Eagles who are who are like we need to, you know, shut this guy up, right? And and um, I I think guys like like Fletcher Cox, you know, like Carson didn't dislike Carson, right? Um, and, and Fletcher said he's been in touch with him this week. Kelsey, Kelsey said today that, that, that yeah. you know they're still very good friends, and yeah, they they exchange yeah. messages. Yeah. Now, if if you pan up to the owner's box or to wherever Howie Roseman's sitting, they, you know. They, it, it it might matter to him, right? Um, that was a bold move that he made, and it seems to be working. Um, but uh, I don't. I, yeah, but he I, I was think the one put in that situation. I mean, that was that was yeah. a Carson dictated decision. 
Exactly. And, and I, I, I have something coming out, an email exchange with Ben Standig, our outstanding commander's writer, uh, coming out tomorrow where I make that point. Like it, it's been portrayed that like the Eagles dumped Carson Wentz, but no, the, this was not the desired outcome for the Eagles. Their desired outcome was not to trade their franchise quarterback uh, before the nine-digit well, Isn't that just another example of uh, like how they're in this spot? thanks to like a lot of happy accidents. Yeah. Sh- yeah. You're right. Like this should have been like the way that it turned out. It should have been their plan. Sure. It's much and, better. You know, I, I, I was talking to someone today who, who's, who said, you don't think that they drafted hers, you know, because, because they were worried about Carson and I look, maybe they, they thought that, uh, you know, the, the injuries are, are, are keep coming up, but I I genuinely think they thought this was a cost controlled backup quarterback yeah. that they they didn't want to keep spending every year you know eight eight ten million dollars to sign veteran TB you know wh- whoever that 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 veteran is I I I don't think they said you know what this is insurance in case Carson Wentz implodes and we trade him next year maybe I'm yeah, wrong I, I think yeah. I think that's right it was. I mean, I don't think they ever drafted him with the with the idea that he might take Carson's job. Yes, yes I yes. think they drafted him with the idea that, we, you know, a cost controlled backup is very important. Yes. We have a quarterback who gets injured. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we expect to be a playoff team, so we need a good backup quarterback. And also, like maybe Carson is going to be so injured that we're going to need a real better backup plan. But I don't think they, I don't think they anticipated, um, you know, this guy might be better yes. now. They also maybe didn't correctly uh, assess the people dynamics of it. Not only sure. like how would Carson react to this, but also is Jalen Hurts like you can't just assume because he was a good soldier behind Tua that he was going to come in and accept being a backup. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at, at this level, so. But still, and, I mean, it's worked out extremely well. And the other part too is 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 they had to be willing to make the trade, right? So at the end, you know, he. Uh, the Eagles didn't like dump him in 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 that sense. Carson wanted out, but the Eagles had. Yeah, I mean, they could have done what the Nets did with Kevin Durant, if uh, effectively, or what you know, 49ers did with with Debo Samuel. Right? They they, they were, were were willing to move on. I, I I think they saw the benefit of the financial relief. They saw that a, that that you know a, a divorce was coming there. So I I think the I think they also. I do think that I mean I think you're right. I think I think they behind the scenes maybe like oversold the idea that they were being dragged to doing this. I think to some degree they recognized that this was that there there was a scenario in which this was going to be selling high on a player yes. who was declining. Yes. And, and and so that's why I'm I'm glad you framed it like that cuz I do think it's important to distinguish between the 2021 decision, sorry, the 2021 decision and the 2020 decision. I don't think the 2020 decision was made with worry that Carson was going that 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 Carson was declining. I think the 2021 decision was made with that possibility in mind. If that makes I think sense, that's right. yeah. Um, but 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 to answer your question, uh, it's it's a great storyline for us. It's a great storyline for the tel- you know for the television commentators. It's a great storyline for the fans. I don't think it has the same juice for the players on the field although i gotta think it matters to carson 
And I think I, I think it matters to Jalen to some degree. I yes. Think he, yes. Yeah, I think I think he it's in it's in his head for sure. Yeah. But like I don't think like Hassan Reddick's like, oh, we need to stick at the Carson Wentz, sure. right? So, right. Yeah. Uh in terms of the actual matchup, it does strike me that the uh you know, the way that we characterize the the scheme of the Jonathan Gannon defense, um, not so much what we saw against the Vikings, but in general, force the opposing quarterback to yeah. uh, take his medicine, take his medicine, and and see if he can be patient enough to work the ball downfield. Uh, that seems like precisely the kind of defense you should play against Carson Wentz and dare him uh, to not make mistakes as he takes the layups down the field because... Um, having watched him uh, over the past couple of years, that is not something that I'm sure that he can do. Well said. If if we said last week, Kirk Cousins is the type of quarterback who who you know can carve up a Jonathan Gannon defense. Carson Wentz profiles as the type of quarterback who plays right into a Jonathan Gannon right. defense, right? So uh, who holds the ball in the pocket? Like yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who's who's going to try to to? He's he's not taking what the defense gives. Him. What was you know, Chris Boward's line, it was he just needs to take the layups or, mm-hmm. or just needs to make the layups. And, uh, you know, I, I know Stan Dick has, has written about this, but Carson said in a one-on-one with, with Ben during the offseason, or I should say during the preseason, that uh, that, car, that that he thinks there's a touchdown that he had on every single play, right? That's, that's the attitude that, like, plays into Gannon's approach. Yes. Uh, now, that said... Uh, through two games, the offense has been very good for Washington. Ninth in EPA per drive, uh, sixth in EPA per dropback. Uh, they play heavy 11 personnel, the third most in the league, 83%. They do a lot of early uh, down play action. That's uh, the third heaviest in the league as well at about 51%. Uh, they've done well against zone and man. He spreads the ball around very well uh, so far. Uh, Scott Turner the offensive coordinator getting a lot of love for the way that he is uh, using guys like Curtis Samuel and uh, Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. I, I had it in the uh, the power rankings that this is the only team in the league that has six guys with at least 70 receiving yards uh, through two games. No other team has more than four. And so you've got the three receivers, you've got Logan Thomas, you've got the two backs, Antonio Gibson and uh, J.D. McKissick. So you don't know necessarily. Uh, it's not like going up against the Vikings where let's, formulate our game plan to stop Justin Jefferson and let's see if they have a plan B. Uh, this is an offense that uh, is willing to throw it wherever to, to whoever's open theoretically. So uh, it's a different type of challenge. I'm curious to see what kind of game plan uh, Gannon's going to come out with. You're right. And I, I do like on paper the targets that Washington has. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, we discussed this the other night. We are in agreement on how good McLaren is. Um, Jahan Dotson someone who had juice coming out of Penn state, you know, we, we discovered, we discussed, not discovered, we discussed the wide receivers leading up to the draft. Curtis Samuel is an old shield favorite uh, who, you know, hasn't really put it together recently, but, or hasn't put together in past years, but is Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. That's a big shield. uh, Yes. Um, Core. Now it should be noted. I don't know if we're getting into the matchup, but but Washington lost their center. Right. So, uh, Chase so, Roulier done for the year. Wes Schweitzer likely to be the replacement, although he was uh, inactive because he was injured last week. So see how they go. See yeah. how they do. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Bradbury was supposed to be bad too, and the Eagles didn't do a ton up the middle. But no, good point. Um, but so uh, you know, you want to see how how the protection how the protection is 
Not a great offensive line, but good enough, I guess. Right? We'll see how we'll see how that goes. But 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 point being, they have they have weapons on on, on offense. And uh, Carson, say what you will about him, he he can get hot. We've seen him have games when he goes on these heaters. So we'll see what happens. Well, and he is he is willing to try things mm-hmm. that other quarterbacks might not try. So like that means plays downfield that that are gonna you're gonna have to be ready for those um, and maybe get a few more of those uh, past defense that you are keeping your eye on, Zach. Yes, you are. Okay. Other side of the ball, uh, this is a defense that has uh, been very bad through two games, especially against the run. Um, 30th in, in uh, EPA per play against the run. They are, let's see, uh, 30th. I, I, I guess I didn't write it down, what they are in terms of EPA per drive, but they are towards the bottom of the league. Uh, they blitz a lot. Uh, but they're also missing, you know, there, there's no Chase Young. Their linebacker, I was talking to Ben Standick today. Uh, he was talking about how terrible their linebackers are. Um, I think this is a game where the Eagles probably can have their way on the ground and then, you know, hope that uh, that allows them to to pop a few big plays deep. Yeah, I I, I would bad agree defense. with you there. Um, it's a good front, and you know, in, in talking it's to... It's not, but it's. I think it's like a good front in theory and on reputation, but it's not really playing like a good front. Well, uh, you know, in, in talking to um, – I was talking to Lane yesterday, and he mentioned Allen and Payne, not guys he's he's going to see, but Allen and Payne is guys who are, uh, you know, who <clears throat> who have kind of deserved reputations. Now, the edge rushers aren't, aren't, aren't really that good right now. I mean, Sweat, Abantes Sweat has, <clears throat> has the tools in his body, but their interior guys are really – You swallowed good. a wrench? I swallowed a wrench. No, I didn't swallow a wrench. Um, they have a backup. Yeah. They have a they have a backup defensive end who once caused such outrage that you had to write an article. And that's Casey Tuhill. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Zach, because it reminds me that I don't think that we have all the way circled back on the Kerry Vincent trade. <laughs> now that the roster has shaken out, no, uh, this is this is important. This is so this is, the guy's a seventh favorite. round. But let's just run through this timeline one more time. Guy's a seventh round pick. Mm-hmm. Doesn't play a game. Mm-hmm. You trade a sixth round pick for him, mm-hmm. and then you cut him the next year. He's gone. He's not even on anybody's practice. He might be on a practice squad, but he's out of the building. Yeah. So uh, we played this game last week, Swooper Shorecasting, right? Yeah. Um, and does that feel like a good process to you? And I will no. So I, I so I'm I'm um this is my answer. Yeah, okay. And I. I was really frustrated myself because I I went I, I I did not follow my my kind of core convictions, if you will, right? And what I had learned was 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 that game that uh, Denise had us play um, is all about the the you know sunk cost fallacy, right? And it, to keep Carrie Vincent around because of the this trade last year would have been the same as me throwing my turkeys in because I already made the bid. Look, they, they, they made what I felt was a low leverage trade, right? Uh, they traded, they traded, you know, they, they thought they saw something there. They wanted to see him. They didn't keep him. Um, and I'm not saying it was like a great trade, but to me, if, if you're exchanging seventh and sixth round picks or whatever, or, um, it, to me, it's it's a low leverage trade. If you like the player, you bring him in your building. It's worth giving it a look. I 
there's things there's that gotta I could, be some kind of saying that you like, uh, if, if everything matters, then, or if everything doesn't matter, then nothing matters or something like that. There, you must have something in your back pocket like that. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I say, you know, I, I say who you are. Some of the time is who, is who you are all of the time. Right? Yeah. There we, so, there we go. Now that we're talking. So, uh, yeah. to, to that quote. Yeah. It's, you can't just it's say that, just cause this trade is just, less. Yeah. You can't just focus on the big deal. Make a bad trade. Exactly. I, I, I'm not dismissing that, but I, I, I wasn't as outraged about the trade because I wasn't as I, I was more focused on the return rather than the compensation. Right. And so the return was a player that you thought had some, had some skill. He didn't make the team. Uh, I would hold well, it against them more if they kept them. It's also, this is uh, another one of those uh, happy accidents and a thing that has turned out well, despite the design necessarily i mean they did the which i thought was a i thought was a fine plan to have a bunch of lottery tickets young guys at corner and hope that one of them popped and between tay gowan and uh mac mccain and carrie vincent two of them are gone and one of them is on the practice squad and none of those guys hit but uh, you were probably aware that the cornerback market like the veteran market there would be somebody playable uh available and i think they were they, they got lucky that bradbury is the one who shook loose and, and was you know, better than the other options out there. Yeah. yeah it's like I, they got lucky that, you know, Alan Robinson didn't accept their deal. I mean, I agree. Now, there's, there's, there's so many things you can look at. We, we, we talked about Darius Slay there. They, they turned out to be lucky that Byron Jones didn't want to sign with them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, oftentimes, uh, you know, the, the best deals are the ones you don't make. And uh, as I have thought in, in my debriefing of what occurred last week sometimes the best bids are the bids you don't make mm, nice well that's a good uh, that's a good lead-in why don't we take our our second break we'll come back we got swooper and crystal bald eagle how can Deniz ruin us today mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right. We're back on Birds with Friends. Bo, Zach, and Marissa. Swooper sorecasting time, wherein we bid on potential outcomes for the upcoming game, I took home two turkey or two skins, whatever we're going to call it. Two turkeys, I guess. Turkeys and turkeys. I'm up two zero zero. I have one extra turkey with which to bid this week. Twenty five. You guys both have twenty four. Uh, Marissa, I believe it's your turn to go first. Oh. Wait, uh, do you mind if I interject real quick with just a news update? Um, because while the uh, better be good, <laughs> the Eagles injured report came out. And uh, they had a bunch of players limited for rest reasons. This is going to be typical for their first practice of the week, which today was A.J. Brown, Fletcher Cox, Landon Dickerson, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, uh, Isaac Sayamalu, Darius Slay, and Josh Sweat, all limited because of rest. Avante Maddox limited because of a back. Hassan Reddick limited because of a, back, of, a of a knee. Quez Watkins limited because of the illness. So uh, those that's your injury report. But everyone practiced to some extent today. Sorry to interrupt you, Marissa. No, that was good. That might, you know, have something to do with someone's super. So I think that was important. Yeah, that was important. The the news there was that everybody practiced. 
you know, we are in in theory an Eagles podcast, right? Like the the uh, my know, it's funny yeah. that, like that was the break in. Uh, by, yeah, but, by the way, not, uh, uh, no news. <laughs> I appreciate it, Zach. Some people do do listen to us because they want to know what's going on with the Ooh, Eagles, chat. Right? Sixty nine so. bot is in the uh, is in the chat. So <laughs> Just in time for Marissa, some quick on the uh, on the trigger finger. Nice. Yes. All right. Done. All right, Marissa, you start us off. Okay. So there was a lot of Carson Wentz in the chat submissions of Swooper, but I'm going to start with, I just thought this one was fascinating. This was from Graham. The combined jersey numbers of touchdown scores in the game will be over 200. Ooh, I like that. Never had anything like that. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Shout out to Graham. Real good. Now one. let's Fine. let's clarify one From thing. Both teams. Both teams. Both teams. And if a player scores multiple times, his number counts both times. Multiple times. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So two tight end touchdowns, and you're like basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, a good you one. Know, you need tight end, but these wide yeah. receivers are not yeah. a lot of wide receivers in the 80s. Yes. Exactly. They're all low. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Oh, one. I already I already checked it out because you know <laughs> it was my super. So <laughs> two. You need you need it. Um. You really do need two or running or two tight ends maybe. or a defense. Yeah, but even a defensive score, it's likely to be a yes a defensive like a, back. Yeah, I'll go three because that's a fun one to root for. I love this one. Zach, I'll go four. Ooh, I mean, you're thinking, you're thinking. Seven-ish touchdowns. Four going once. Four going twice. Oh, you got it. You got it. That's a fun one. Okay. At four, I'm good with that. I wasted 17 on nothing last week, so something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I need a Goddard touchdown. That's what I'm yeah. going to be rooting for. <laughs> uh, all right. I will go. Um Carson Wentz attempts a left-handed pass. One. One going once. One going twice. I should have said a quarterback that way, but hmm. sold, sold to uh, the handsome oh. gentleman for one turkey. I don't, I don't like Bo getting all these for one. But I wasn't interested in that one. Come on, Zach. <laughs> Just kidding, Zach. All right, Zach, you're up. Do your thing. I don't want to put pressure on you. Uh, so Carson Zach's not Wentz, big on anything. He's going to save all of his turkeys. <laughs> Carson Wentz has more interceptions than Jalen Hurts has touchdowns. Mm. Uh, and a push does not get you a, a okay. point here. So you Passing are Passing and rushing for Jalen Hurts? Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I I didn't specify here. What should it be? We can we can workshop this. It's yours. It's your. You get to decide. Yeah. What's your intention? Passing. Pa yeah. So passing. only so Wentz has more interceptions than Jalen Hurts passing touchdowns. Correct. And for the record here, Jalen Hurts this season, as well as he's playing, has one touchdown. One. Um, he has he has he has one passing touchdown. And Carson Wentz, for the record here, has three interceptions this season. He had two interceptions against Jacksonville and then one against the Lions. Two. Three. 
Four. Do I hear five? Four going once. Four going twice. Sold. Sold well. to the handsome gentleman in the blue. All right. All right. Wentz, INTs. Over Hertz pass touchdowns. Okay. Okay. I'm hitting open to the document for the very first time. You ready? Oof. Lots of red here. So that Mar- means Marissa this and is... I have 20 turkeys. Zach has 24. That means <laughs> when I see red, that means this is not a normal style mm. auction. Okay. The item is Carson Wentz throws at least one interception or is charged with at least one fumble. Does not have to be a lost fumble or both. And this is a sequential one-time bid auction. Players will each bid only once publicly in the following order. First, the player with the fewest turkeys remaining right now will announce their bid to everyone. Next, the player with the fewest turkeys remaining will announce their bid to everyone. Finally, the player with the most turkeys remaining will announce their bid to everyone. Bidding is over at that point. The highest bidder wins the item and pays their own bid. The losers do not pay anything. Bids of zero are allowed for all players. If there is a tie for fewest turkeys remaining, which there is, flip a coin or draw <laughs> flip a coin or draw lots to randomly or draw draw lots to randomly determine the bidding order between those players. All right, Zach. I don't know what that draw lots. We'll, we'll do it this way. It's like instead of flipping a coin, Zach, hold in your hand underneath the the uh, a one or a two. Okay. okay. And then we'll let Marissa pick odds or evens, and then and then you reveal. Okay, and this has nothing to do with the amount of turkeys I'm bidding. Correct. Right? I just want to make sure. Okay. You were just picking one or two, and then Marissa is deciding okay. odds or even. Okay. You got it? Yes. Okay. Marissa? Even. <laughs> you held it up too early. Wait, I didn't even see it. I, I had know, the thing yeah, on the screen. Yeah. All right, so that means, that means, Marissa, you will make your first bid, then I will make the second bid, and Zach will make the third bid. Okay, the item is that Carson Wentz throws an interception or is charged with a fumble. He does not have to lose it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Or both. Right. Yeah. Either if, if, if either one of those things happens, yeah. okay. you win the bid. You get the point. Six. Mm. Bo? Seven. Zach? Hey, I, I, I'm winning this one. You'll take Eight. that. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. So you got 16 left. Zach was in his head like, I'm not doing anything. Uh, yeah, that, that was actually my, so, so you, yeah, but you, strategy. you were lucky to get good to go last. Exactly. You, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I can promise you that um, if I was first or second, I would have just said zero. If I was first, I would have said zero there, right? Because <laughs> I would not want anything in there. But uh, yeah, but you don't yeah. lose anything. Yeah. I don't know what Denise has up his sleeve here. Right? <laughs> so I don't know if, if he, the, right. the third one he puts in is that the amount of turkeys you put in the first. So yeah, so I yeah, I yeah. never know. Now, if yeah. I had said eight, would you have said nine? Would you have taken it? Um, Was eight your limit? Hmm. Okay. All right, Marissa, you're up. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. Okay. Eagles wide receivers will combine for more receiving yards than Washington wide receivers. One. Eagles wide receivers more than Washington wide receivers? Mm -hmm. Okay. Two. Mm 
Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Oof. Nine. I mean, it's 50 50. That go okay down there? Yeah, I mean, I do think I do think that I would I would guess that Washington is going to have more because I think they're going to be forced to throw more. But it's still 50 50. I'll go 10. Wow. How many do you have left? We both have 20. Ten going once. Ten going twice. Eleven. Ooh, <laughs> eleven. I'll let you have it for eleven unless Zach okay. wants to pop in. No? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So All it was right. more than I wanted to spend, but like you said, fifty-fifty. So go for it. All right. This was a suggestion from someone on Twitter. Uh, this idea for um, a prompt, so I liked it. Uh, Dallas Goddard has as many catches as this uh, item is sold for. One. Three. Four. Five. Do I hear six? I'm going once. Five going twice. Sold. So Dallas Carter needs to have at least has to have exactly five catches. All right. Zach. AJ Brown has a Batman related touchdown celebration. Hmm. Now who's gonna who's gonna yeah. adjudicate whether that's bat whether his celebration is Batman related? He'll confirm it after 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 the game. And 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 should I give context here or no? It's up to you. It's your, he, it's yeah, he he said after after the game the other night that you know he was he was asked if Darius Slay's nickname about the three Batman's was 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 going to stick, and he said he said yeah you know he he didn't get into, into the end zone, so uh, you know you didn't get to see what he might have had planned. So is it something that they a does he get into the end zone? B does he bring it on the road, or does he wait until they're home? Um, so there's a few different things here. One. One going once. One Two. going twice. Two going once. I'm out. You can have it. Two going twice. Okay. Well. Sold to the handsome man in the red. All right. All right. Okay. As we prepare for the next uh, Deniz, I have 15. Zach has 14. Marissa has nine. Okay. Wow. Okay, this one is long, but this is no red writing, so this seems like a normal auction. All right. There will there are three or more plays in the game in which the number of yards gained by a player on either team, and then in parentheses it says receiver, rusher, any kind of returner, including interception and F and fumble FR returns. Fumble, fumble recovery, recovery returns. returns. Okay. 
on the play is the same as the jersey number of the player who gained them. Mm. Examples. If Quez Watkins' 16-yard catch, a Miles Sanders 26-yard run, a Britton Covey 18-yard punt return, a Jordan Davis 90-yard fumble recovery return. For reference, there are four such plays in in the Eagles game last week. Notes. Passing yards do not count. Plays negated by penalty do not count. And penalty yards, which are added or taken away from from the gain, do not count either. Just the number of yards credited to the player on the play matters. Now, what if, if it's a if it's a penalty that makes it a no play? Does that still count? No, I think no. plays negated by penalties do not count. Yeah, plays negated by penalties do not count. Is that what he said? And okay. the penalty yard, which are added or right. taken they away from the gain, do not. Yeah. Okay. I like this so, one. This is a fun one to track. I'll say two. And, and if there was four of them last week. And this is at least three, right? Not exactly yeah, so three. It says there are three or more plays in the game in which the number okay. of yards gained by a player on either side of an either team. And multiple. It can be the same player multiple times. Yeah. Uh, right? I mean, it doesn't say. Just want to just want to check yeah. these boxes. Okay. Okay. I'll say two. I'll go three. Four. Zach wants nothing to do with it. Going once. We're going once. I'm out. We're going twice. Sold. All right. I mean, there's a couple of Jalen like quarterback sneaks. Yeah, that's true. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think of that. He didn't include that one in there. That's right. Uh, yeah, okay, that's that's, that's a good one. I like that. Fun, fun thing to root for. All right, Marissa, you're up. Okay, so I told Bo before we got on here that I wanted to do uh, Aaron Judge hits his um, 61st home run, but obviously, you know, I got to cater to the Philly crowd here. So somebody did submit this, and I like this one. So the Phillies' magic number is currently 11. It is it by the time of the game, the Eagles game, it will be lower than the Eagles' margin of victory. If that makes sense. So the magic number by the time, right. So it it can only get lower than 11. It could be as low as nine. Oh no, do they they play today? Yes. So it could be, so if they win, oh, and then there's the other other losses. So yeah, it could keep going. Okay. We'll be lower than the Eagles margin of victory. That's a good one. Yes. That was submitted by the chat. So Zach is, Zach doesn't like these ones that are are not just results of something that happens in the game. (laughs) Yeah. This is a football podcast. This is a football podcast. One. Well, we, we it's Philly's podcast too, obviously. You know, right, Zach? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Philly's made a trade. I was on top of that. So that's true. <laughs> All right. I'll go one. I think I already said one, but I'll say two. Oh, okay. I'll go. Oh. All right. So what are you saying? <laughs> I'll say three. That way it's exactly right, where it four. should have been. Five. I'll go six. I think the Eagles are going to win this one pretty, pretty handily. I mean, it's a six and a half point spread. It could be lower than. Yeah. The magic numbers are always a little confusing mm. because. I'll go seven. Oh. All right. You got it. Zach. Nope. 
Okay. <laughs> That's just not fitting on anything. <laughs> so, Bo, how many you have left? You got to be almost. Done. I got four left. Okay. You have nine left. Zach has 14 left. Okay. A man must have a code. <laughs> that only works if you actually follow it every time. Well, that's why I, I I have uh, I have transgressed and I have atoned okay. and I okay. <laughs> so all right uh, here's mine a two point conversion fails mm. one two they wish it was two right <laughs> three I saw that joke Bo I don't even understand the joke. Oh, they, they failed oh, the two-point conversion. Yeah, so right, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three. Yeah, I feel like a reef. A reef sold every joke, man. He was. He was the. Yeah. And then he left. That's why he's a senior national <laughs> yeah. writer now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bo said three. Zach, you want it for four? No. I'm out. Wow. All right. Bo for three. That's fun. Okay. Zach, yours. The Eagles cover the spread and the over is hit. So the over in this game is 47 and a half. And as Bo mentioned, the spread, according to our. Now are we going by partner, the spread right now? Or well, that's what I was going to say. The, the, no, the spread right now, according to our betting partner, BetMGM, uh, which is the official betting partner of the athletic spread right now is six and a half. So the Eagles cover six and a half and the game hits the 47 and a half over one. I'm out. Two. Three. Four. Five. It's a 25% chance. It's not that high. Let's, these are normal bids. Don't be so pained. Six. There's only Seven. two items left. Uh, eight. Sold to Zach. Okay. All right. I'm going gotta... to have faith in Dana's last one. You got here. six left. And I have nine, right? Now, Zach, how do you feel about this affecting your journalistic integrity? The fact that you'll be rooting for the Eagles to win this game. Oh, shoot. I didn't think about that. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Can we go back? No, um, no, no, no. Okay. Get out of here. Okay. Zach, it was your swooper. You're beating I'll yourself. Sol- Solenberger, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, I am putting my prediction out there, so I'm not rooting for it, but I am yeah. telling you. So I, I'm going to have a prediction in the paper, or not the paper, <laughs> not the paper. Wow. I have a prediction on the website. Um, Front page yeah. of the New York Times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Back> fix. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the prediction, but no. Uh, also, the, uh, I mean, I'm playing. This is a different game. I'm not rooting for the swoopers. I am <laughs> engaging in a podcast game here. So, no, I'm not. Okay, you can't say if Bo goes to the bathroom and the over hits. Do you want yeah. to text him? Over. <laughs> no, that's not. I was I was pointing out that Josh Sweat, a player sure. who I had no, it was discussed. Rager. It was Rager. Or, or, Rager. I'm sorry, Joe. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. But you're not telling the truth. That's all right. All right, last one. All right. Marissa's got the most. Marissa's got nine. Zach's got six. I've got one. Oh, my goodness. Wow, this is going to be crazy. Because AJ Brown does a Batman themed celebration at some point in the game. He sort of hinted that he wow. had a surprise plan if he scored when he was asked about Batman thing in the wow. locker room after the game Monday night. Wow. I don't okay, know what so we do about this. One. I we should, it's it's no should it's I get my, So no. I would get two because I got the other one. No, no Zach I got, got the other one. 
I too. Oh. So, so Zach wins this and it happens. He gets two. But he's not going to win it. Well, I get one. I'm betting one. Two. So the best we can do is break even here, right? Nah, or I, you can I, no, you or you can win it and you'll get a double. I can get two points. You're right. Uh you know what? Well, yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 roll with three here. Four. Ooh. It's a bridge too far for me. That's a bridge too far? This is a huge opportunity for you to get a two point a two point swing. Actually, otherwise points, she's negating out yeah. your other thing. Like you're, you're no, limiting as, your as you say it, two points. For seven turkeys, that's worth going to five. Five, yes. Six. Okay, well, Zach can't top six. And so Marissa gets it at six. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. Bring on the back end. That's, together, that's really neutered both of you because I know. you'll both get it. So Marissa has uh, the fun one of the combined jersey numbers is over 200. She has the Eagles wide receivers have more yards than the commanders wide receivers. And she has the A.J. Brown Batman and she has three turkeys left. Zach has uh, Carson Wentz has at least one interception or fumble. The A.J. Brown Batman and the Eagles cover the spread and hit the over, and he has six turkeys left over. I have Carson Wentz attempts a left-handed pass. Carson Wentz interceptions are more than Jalen Hurts passing touchdowns. Dallas Goddard has, a, has exactly five catches. Uh, the position numbers one. Uh, there are at least three of those plays. The Phillies magic number is lower than the Eagles margin of victory and a two point conversion fails. And I have one turkey left over. Exciting stuff. All right, let's get to our Zach. How do you feel about your performance? Let's, let's just check in. I mean, there's nowhere to go, but up, right? I mean, this was like, uh, this was like the, the 10 and 72 Sixers, uh, the, the next season, right? Anything's going to be a gain. I, I don't love my performance, but um, I was hoping actually for more turkeys in my pocket going into next week. I got a little too aggressive on the Denise one, but I thought that was at, at least bidding in. I have the most turkeys left over. What's yeah. that? Yeah. You still have the most? No, I was hoping for more, I'm saying. Well, I know, but yeah. you still have the advantage. But, but uh, you know, I I so I, I did – uh, I mean, I don't need to give you a whole post-game press conference here, but I, I, I did deviate from my plan just a bit in that I said I was not going to bid on any Denise ones this week. <laughs> I was just going to keep stone-faced. But, um, I mean, look, I, I suppose I'm not following the Eagles coaches here. I'm giving away some of the competitive advantage. But I, it's pretty obvious that I'm, I'm going this way. I will probably stay away from any bidding that you can lose turkeys and not get an item, right? So that is the when I when I re when I went back and looked at the past two weeks, that's that's what vexed me the most, and so that's what I will be better at in the future. Okay, all right, let's get to our crystal balled eagle predictions. Uh, I can go first since you just gave your uh, post game press conference. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, that's okay. I, I asked you. You did what I asked you to. Um, I, I think the Eagles are gonna win this game. I think, I think you worry about uh, a letdown, but I think the fact that you're this is a division game, uh, and for whatever influence the Carson Wentz revenge thing plays, I think it 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 uh, wards off that letdown possibility a little bit. And then, is if you're just looking at the matchup, I think, I think it's a matchup that's pretty clearly in the Eagles' favor. I don't think Washington 
can stop the Eagles on the ground. Uh, I don't think that they can particularly stop them in the air either if Jalen Hurts is playing the way that he played last week. And I think that defensively, Carson Wentz is the perfect quarterback for them to go up against. I think they're going to be able uh, to force him into making some mistakes in the pocket. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be able to remain patient throughout the game uh, and take the layups and then convert in the red zone. Um, I think that this will probably be a close game throughout. I, I think I think Washington will stay in it. Um, I trust I trust the uh, the people who like a little little bit of a Scott Turner, but I think the Eagles pull away in the end. I think it's like a one score game throughout, but the Eagles score late. And the final score is 33-24. Eagles win. Uh, so I echo what you said there. I think the Eagles have the matchup. I have the echo, matchup echo. advantage on both sides of the ball. I think that um, it's not a particularly tough venue to go into, even though the Eagles had – trouble winning there early in, you know, early in the Peterson era. Right. Um, and going back a bit there, but, uh, but I, I, I think that I, I like this matchup for the Eagles. I, I think, um, I think Carson's capable of a good game here. And I was a little surprised that the over under was 47 and a half. I thought it was gonna be a bit higher given that Washington has put up points this year and the Eagles offense has shown they can put up points. Um, the six and a half line, I, I always get a little worried. I shouldn't say say worried. I, I always, my, my, my eyebrows raise when the look ahead lines change mm. based on the outcome of the previous week, because sometimes there can be overcorrections in the market. Uh, but in this case, I don't know if it's overcorrection. I, I, I think the Eagles are a good team. Um, you know, and I think they showed that against the Vikings. I think they're going to show that this week. Uh, I have this teetering the point spread and teetering the over under um, I'm going with 30, 23 Eagles. And so you would win that you would win your submission. I would. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Good for you. But I'm, I'm, I'm not. And will there be, thing. will there be an AJ Brown uh, Batman celebration? Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh and and by the way, AJ Brown was was referenced in Bo's favorite show last night, Abbott Elementary. I I, I did not watch. No, I, it. I like the show a lot. Let's see, you know, I don't know. It, yeah, it came up in the show. it came up in the press conference today. Players is still out. um. So uh, no. To answer your question though, I am not the only thing I am rooting for. The only thing I am I am rooting for is um, subscriptions, uh, and subviews on my story and on your story. And on high numbers on the post game pod, that it shows up in the trending channel the next day. To me, that is for, a successful day. I'm rooting for no traffic and uh, no rain during the, the drive down and back. Oh, no rain. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Man. The traffic thing. Look, you're not going to hit traffic on the way home. I can promise you that. The way down. You can't there, promise me that. I, I should. That's true. One accident. I. Yeah. Could. Could disrupt that but by the time we leave with the post game pod oftentimes the drive up's pretty smooth sailing i, I see what, what i'm gonna do for this game what, what, to drive in terms of writing the, yeah it's gonna be tough yeah. tough yeah, maybe life you stay over real. maybe you stay over post game yeah maybe yeah um anyways though really looking forward to this game really looking forward to the post game pod and uh 
most especially looking forward to number 68 reporting as eligible tonight. There we go. All right. So for Marissa and Zach and Elijah and Michael and Munger and Denise, we thank you for listening. We'll talk to you for the post-game pod Sunday evening. And uh, stay tuned to the, to the Athletic for any other uh, content coming your way. But otherwise, we thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you Sunday. And as always, we love you.